Show Me Your Mic. Don't adjust your dial. That is new music, new intro music. It's a new season here at Show Me Your Mic, as it were. It's episode 31, but I took a little break. Thanks for sticking around, keeping it subscribed in your iPod, iPhone, iPad, Android thing, catcher device player. We're back for uh, season two with Chris Coyer, and... uh, Pleased to have him as a guest on the show. We talk screencasting, podcasting, code penning, and a bunch of other stuff. So stick around, enjoy the show, and I'll be back afterwards if I need to. I like what you guys, I like the, uh, what's the one you guys use? Um, talk, TLK.io. Yeah. Although we're, you know, I love that one and I, I don't, I'm not like looking to switch off of it, although we've been experimenting a little bit with using Google Hangouts Live, which is kind of cool. And there's like, they have live chat and they have uh, like a and a thing where people can submit questions and other people vote on them. And I think that's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, I did one. I tried one uh, just on another show I do. I tried a, the Google Hangout thing, which was kind of fun to have the the video streaming option. Plus, as I don't know if who handles whether you or Dave handles a lot of that, but like just not having to worry about your own servers and streaming stuff crashing, and you know, right? Obviously, you're at the mercy of Google, then I guess. But uh, I wish I understood it more. Dave will do a post on it one of these days about how because there's it, when you're doing it live, and I'm sure it's like this for you too. There's like there's a lot of moving parts, you know, there's your bandwidth and the guest bandwidth and Skype and the service that you know, I Dave even has another computer that. Uh, you know, it also listens into the call on Skype and sends it to the streaming server, which sends it to the browsers, and and that's even like browsers are going to work this week. Yeah, know, it's- exactly. So, uh, welcome back to. Uh, I'm sort of calling it season two of of Show Me Your Mic. I took a little, a few weeks off. It's probably been a month actually now, if I'm really honest. But um, so technically, it's episode 31, start of season two, and it ha- just so happens to work out that. Uh, the co-host of the guy who I actually had as episode one was, I had, sorry, that sounded really backwards. I had Dave Rupert as episode one guest, first episode, first guest on this show. So now sort of kickstarting off the new season here, I'm going back through the, and, and matching up the, the partners, maybe I'll, I don't know. Anyways. Synergy, synergy. Sy- yeah, synergizing my business profiles or something like that. Anyways, Chris Coyer is joining me. Hello, Chris. Hi, everybody. Happy to be on. So he is the uh, the man and the myth behind CSS-Tricks.com. I think it's fair to say it's a website that's taught and maybe retaught a whole generation of web designers how to do their job, <laughs> to put it mildly, maybe. I think, Boy. yeah, that's I mean, it's. Uh, if you do a search for any sort of web-related stuff, there's CSS-Tricks is going to be at the top or near the top of, of any sort of search result. And if it's not, his uh, spare time hobby, <laughs> which actually is your full-time hobby now, uh, CodePen, which is an HTML, CSS, JavaScript code editor, right in your browser, is his other gig. And the uh, yeah. third leg in the stool of Chris Coyer. <laughs> I like it. That doesn't sound good, though, the stool of Chris Coyer. Anyways, no. Uh, no, I have kids. I deal with a lot of stool. Um, is the main reason why you're on here, which is the Shop Talk show that you do, which you're just about to, actually, no, you just did today release your 90th episode, right? Yeah, mistaken. yeah, actually, yep. I bugged Dave about it on Twitter. I was like, 
day put up the show i like to I, it's monday or tuesday is a good day for us to release it just because i don't know it spreads it out because thursday is when we generally when we record one live so it kind of you know it's a couple of big days in the week yeah so uh talk to me a bit about uh shop talk show what's uh going way back it's probably been almost two years now since you started the show what uh gosh i guess it has almost what was I the don't know when the date was but it's been a while. What was the sort of impetus, the motive behind starting a podcast, which maybe I guess it's probably at that time it wasn't didn't feel the same way it does these days where like just about everybody and their dog has a podcast. But um yeah, you and Dave started up the show talking about web stuff. Yeah, I mean I I had been making screencasts for CSS tricks for a long time before that even. So, and it's, I mean, a podcast and a, in, in recording screencasts aren't too far apart. I mean, ultimately you need to record some audio and in the case of a screencast video, of course, and then, and then like release it in some way that people can subscribe to. So a podcast is just an audio only version of, of that. So it's, I mean, I had, I've, I dabbled in it for, for, for quite a long time, you know, just. I don't know, and then and but I, I was invited to other people's podcasts once in a while, and I always had just the best time ever doing it because it's super fun to just. It's like the best part of a a web conference, really. Like what, when you get to like hang out and just like talk shop with people. Uh, shop being that like kind of generic word that any profession uses to you know talk about you know like those exclusionary conversations we have where if anybody else were to listen in, they'd be like, "What the f are these people talking about?" You know. <laughs> So we call that shop talk, which is you know it's it's I love the name and I, I love our logo and I like everything, but it is kind of generic, right? Like there's a, there's a lot of other things that are called shop talk that try to edge in on it. Even we even got some emails um, <laughs> early on in the process that were like, I own the domain name shop talk, and I'm going to get my lawyers involved or something. I'm like, oh god, just <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Exactly. So you really did? That's hilarious. That's yeah. Yeah, because we stole we we cheat. Us web developers are kind of cheaters when it comes to that to to Google juice, right? Because we all like link to each other and have blogs, and you know we like get a little extra Google juice for the things that we do compared to somebody else. So this uh, this the person who emailed me wrote a book called Shop Talk, which is totally unrelated. Uh, and we and then you know Google searches slowly started to morph over to us instead of his book of the same name. And he's like, that's hurting my business. I'm like, that's how the internet works. <laughs> yeah. And uh, definitely there's a, we do have a built-in advantage that way, I guess, of, of, because we like to shop, talk shop and link yeah. to each other and blog and yeah, I thought of it that way. And then uh, I, I, at one point Dave just asked me to do it and I had in my mind that the next, like I want to do a podcast, but I don't have the time to do it all by myself. It's just, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of coordination and recording and post-processing and you need a website. And I was like, I, I really want to do it, but I really don't want to do it by myself. And I was like, the next person that asks me to like co-host a show with them, I'm going to say yes. And thankfully it was Dave Rupert. Yeah. You got a good, good, uh, luckily it was him that asked you next instead of some other guy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to do it maybe. Um, but yeah. And so now, uh, your your basic premise of the show you, you you typically have a guest on sometimes you haven't where you just sort of answer questions which I love the that premise and I think um, I mean it takes two folks like yourself you and Dave who are who know what you're talking about to be able to do a, a call in as it were a call in show um, you take questions through uh, like email and also audio questions 
which is great. I think that's another great sort of thing that mm-hmm. uh, allows the community to sort of build around is hearing their own voice on the show. Um, and uh, and I know I've tried that on various shows too, and sometimes you get nothing, and so it's um, get no response. It's like five percent, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And that's you need that that bigger listening audience to sort of start that off. But it's it's fun. It gets the community involved in in more than just sit a passive way, I guess. So yeah, absolutely. And it's more fun to listen to. It just makes for better radio, as it were. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, but I think I was going to say like a. Lots of folks would aspire to do a sort of call-in show, but you kind of do need to be a bit of an expert on what the, the topic at hand that people would want to ask you questions. And I guess just as speaks to the the knowledge that you've gained over the many years of doing CSS tricks. And um, I thought just sort of a, as a relate, it's not specifically a podcast. So I mean, there's it's not that we're talking necessarily podcasting. This this show is just sort of talking about in my mind, anyways. Maybe other people are tuning in just because it's about podcasting. But in my mind, it's kind of about creating audio video kind of content that you send out for folks and sort of how you do it and stuff. So um, maybe just like for the, the screencast is sort of where you got started with all this kind of stuff. What, uh, what kind of tech and stuff are you using these days when you're doing your screencasting? Or Yeah. It's pretty light. I'm pretty, I'm pretty lazy about the thing in, in a way. Cause that's nice because then I'll actually do it. Yeah. But I wish that I wish that I did better. So I, you know, I have a Mac and I use, um, ScreenFlow, yeah, I'm sure most people have heard of that, and it's super duper nice. I think it's really good software for for, for screencasting, and I use none of its features. The <laughs> what you I think the first ones you ever dabble with are like, or what you might expect from software like this is that you kind of like drag a box somewhere around the screen and be like, record this portion of my screen. And then you hit record and you get that portion of your screen or maybe perhaps your whole screen or, or whatever it is. And then, and then go, and you don't really have that option with, with screen flow, the kind of, the thing that you kind of the mental leap that you have to get over is that you, it just records everything. And then afterwards, you can go in and crop it and move stuff around and whatever. It doesn't even let you record only a portion of your screen. It just gets everything. And then it has some pretty powerful like post-processing tools. So you can like in the timeline of your screencast, like enlarge, the, you know, zoom in on a portion of your screen and zoom out and add stuff to the screen and stuff. And it makes that stuff really easy and has a really nice UI for it. And then, I've, and then I just don't, I just do none of that. <laughs> so you do you do sort of the lazy man screencast approach of like this is my screen you're gonna see it i'm not gonna zoom in and you know show you the little details or whatever necessarily but yeah and i, I wish i had time to do that but if if i did i just wouldn't do it then you know yeah i know it takes the takes it takes that much longer than to do it and so then you just think about doing it and you're like oh it's a lot of work and i don't really want to buy it. occasionally i'll like bump up some font sizes yeah. or you know, highlight some text on the page, or kind of circle it with my mouse to draw the the attention there. But I'm not a I'm not a master of it. I'm more of just explaining the concept, and I, I think they're pretty watchable anyway, because I just I talk through the whole thing and I explain what I'm doing, and you know, I just yeah, it's, it's just the way it is. And I shoot a lot of the I still shoot. I mean, I shot I shot a whole bunch of them this weekend that I lost because I forgot to click the I thing and flow that it says. There's just when you open up ScreenFlow, you get this little black floater window thing that's like new recording. Record the desktop from, and then you like pick which monitor if you have multiple monitors, and pick which microphone if you have multiple options there. And I, there's just a little checkbox that says record audio, and I just had it off because I recorded a silent one for some reason. 
and I just you, you, there's no coming back from that. You just I just lost them all. But fortunately, if you just once you get over the you know once you like repair the hole in your wall that you kicked through and stuff, <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, you've shot it once. The second one is probably going to be better, and I think they yeah. Have in this, so <laughs> I know I saw that. Actually, funny thing that happened to me is I was doing another screencast of just my own little thing and it wasn't quite as bad but I forgot to check like I have you know the fancy mic set up and I ended up recording the whole thing with just like the iMac built-in mic which is still you know better than nothing obviously but it was just funny to me that I I replied to your tweet about that and then like a day later I go and forget to actually check my own (laughs) mic input but yeah ScreenFlow is awesome I there's something about it I don't know what it is and this is what I I remember finding your stuff and I think I loving the just the relaxed un- I don't know. I don't want to say like unprofessional in that it's not well done, but it's just kind of relaxed. And I remember, I think it was like the MAMP video you did or whatever. At one point I was like, like, and it was like, wasn't working and other people would go back maybe and like polish it all up and make it like, but to me it was kind of like, here's a guy who's, you know, working through this stuff. I'm going to learn how he did it. I'm going to see some of the mistakes he made and I'm going to probably make them too. Cause I'm going to not pay attention as much. And, but then I'll be able to go back and figure out why you, how it broke or how you fixed it and uh yeah i just i love the way that you did that and there's you know, there's a time and place for folks like i don't know like a don McAllister or whatever screen screencasts online i think is his thing are they really polished i'm not familiar yeah and well and he's he's british too so it sounds even more professional yeah <laughs> but anyways it's uh you know there's a time and place for that too but it's uh it's a I love there that. is and 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 I'm I go back and forth like when I'm in the mood to go learn something sometimes I'm in the like in the mood for it a, a chill relaxed kind of like just introduce me to the concept because I'll probably feel better about it sometimes when I need an answer right now I'm like stop screwing around <laughs> <laughs> and and I get both of those that feedback all the time on CSS oh, like, sure. I love your style like you know thanks like like you were just saying I mean I I I very much appreciate that and that's what you're going to get forever because that's just what I do yeah. But if you don't like that, please don't subscribe to my screencast because you're never going to get anything else. <laughs> exactly. That's why you've got your sponsor there, Treehouse, right? You can. Yeah, sure. There. And I think they're complimentary. You know, they, oh, yeah. they have a different style and they and and whatever and 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 like not to mention like fifteen times more stuff than I'll ever have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you when you're doing a screencast? And this to me again. Uh, uh, maybe I'll, I'll stop justifying talking about screencasts as opposed to podcasting at some point here during our chat. But um, to me, it applies just as much whether it's a screencast or whether it's a podcast you're preparing to do an interview, maybe a podcast, because not all podcasts obviously are interviews, not all are just discussions. Some of them are sort of training. So similarly to what you're doing with your screencast, how much of it is prepared? Uh, I'm just sort of scrolling through uh, basics of JavaScript templating, number 127, for example. But like, or using Modernizer maybe is a better one. But um, how much of it do you sort of plan out ahead of time with, like, I know you don't script it necessarily, but like, you know, these are the key things I want to make sure I mention, or is it kind of just, I there's this problem, I'm going to just record myself figuring it out and then export and done? Yeah, that's a that's a good question because it, it does, it varies. I, I use things, that's like Mac software, like to-do software thing, and I just have a list of video ideas. And I'll ha- I'll often just put some general notes in there, like I want to make sure to touch on this, 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 and then on my, I usually am recording one screen and I have another screen that I can look at, and I usually have that open just so I can glance over at it and make sure that I hit the little points in it, 
that's as like as scripted as it gets is a few bullet points. If it's like a specific coding demonstration, sometimes I will um, do it first, like just write the code up and then just throw it away quick. And then just that way, as I'm doing it again, I like am familiar with it because I just did it. So it's like a little, I have a little bit of prep. Code pen actually makes that a lot easier because I can just make a pen real quick and figure it out and then just like ditch that pen right. and just do it over again. I don't always do that. Sometimes it's like I've done it in another context. I did it while I was working on Code Pen or working on CSS tricks or something. So I don't really need to, like that was my practice session and now I can come do it in a more limited context in a screencast. So it depends. Never do I script it. Never do I like get it super duper organized because on purpose because I know people like that off the cuff thing they, they like a mistake here and there so that I can figure out what the mistake was live and I, I'm, at, I'm at the point in my like career of web development that you know in a way without trying to sound like cocky or something there's no problem that I can't figure out you know I can I can use the dev tools well enough to like even if I can't like immediately solve the problem I can at least like figure out pretty much what's broken and why and what I should Google and or or like what the what like kind of hone in on the, the the bit that's confusing so that I might be able to ask somebody or something. There's rarely a moment where I'm just like frazzled and just have no idea what to do next. You know, I have troubleshooting steps that I can apply to any problem. Yeah. And have a yeah a bit of experience, and how, <laughs> I think I saw you tweet about this once, maybe in other folks. But like, how often do you tweet uh, or sorry, Google search a problem and end up back on your own? All the side? time, yeah, five times a day. You know, that's pretty. You know. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> your brain can't hold in all that stuff. You know, just yeah. write it down. Yeah, exactly. Or screencast it and then watch it again later. <laughs> Remember yeah. Why so I, it's it's yeah. ScreenFlow, it's good software. I have a uh, Road Podcaster, which I'm sure a lot of people that have been on the show have probably because it's like inexpensive-ish. It's like a hundred bucks, but it, you know, it sounds pretty good. I think it's like made out of, out of I don't know, super steel or something. Like it's like in perfect, <laughs> it's like in perfect condition, and I've had it for like six, seven years. Yeah, and you've traveled just, with it probably. Yeah, oh, I throw it in my throw it in my luggage. It's it's moved from me in four or five houses I've lived in. I think it's robust. You should do a buddy buddy comedy show, you and your <laughs> <laughs> goes on vacation with me. It's on my dashboard. Right. <laughs> I can see the YouTube series now. <laughs> Kickstarter that one. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> All right. So going back to Speaking of podcasting, little segue from nothing, uh, but going back to the Shop Talk show, uh, with you and Dave, and uh, I don't know if this is still the case, at one point you have had, and maybe still do have, uh, some help with editing. Uh, Aaron Ward, I think, at one point was doing it. I don't know if he still is. but uh, Aaron Dowd. Dowd. Sorry, Aaron Ward. Yeah. Who's Aaron Ward? Why am I thinking? Is that uh, He is MailChimp? still doing it. Yes. Aaron. He does everyone. Aaron, oh, I don't know. Aaron, uh, there is an Aaron that works for MailChimp who's awesome. Dang it! Now you made me forget his name. Even though there's no reason I shouldn't know his name. <laughs> Who did the uh, the you know the book of part book about the emotional design and stuff? Yeah, Aaron <laughs> Walters. Walters, yes. Okay, good. We got that sorted. That's important for well, it's important for Aaron. <laughs> the various Aaron's out there. Anyways, uh, that was a long ramble to get to the point of uh, what's your with with the various folks you guys have on, and you and Dave obviously are 
you know, you're, you're smart folks, you know a lot of different folks, you, uh, but you also have your own kind of interests. And, and I know when I've done interview shows with another co-host, sometimes it's tough because the, the other person uh, picks someone, you're like, I don't, I don't know them, I don't know how I'm going to chat with them, I'm not, you know, I, I respect them and they seem really interesting, but at the same time, how do I, I don't, uh, yeah. And yeah. so how do you and Dave sort of work out that process or is it kind of just... Yeah, what's your? What's I don't your know. You'd have to ask Dave on how he feels about that. <laughs> well, we have Dave right here. No, this is your life. Just because I generally pick. Oh, do you? Okay, well, there you go. I, well, I mean, he has opinion. He literally, he literally sent me a name like 15 minutes ago, and I was like, <laughs> "Done. I yeah. like that person too. Let's get him on." Okay. So that happens sometimes, and it's and it's and Dave just is a gentleman. He has a. Um, it's very often the in the pre in the pre show. Uh, we'll have gotten them on Skype and Dave will be like, hi, you know, thanks so much for being on the show. We've never met in real life, but I respect your work or, or you know, or whatever. He has a little spiel that he reuses in that, in that, <laughs> in that situation. And, you know, everybody's super nice. We've never had a jerk on the show. You know, it's just, that's just, it's almost like doesn't exist in this industry. Yeah. So, and you know, Dave is just an, an, an interested dude too. So, you know, no matter what, he'll have some questions. He'll he'll listen to what they have to say and think of questions. You know, it's ne- it has never been it's never been a big issue where one person is just like dead silent because they just have nothing to say. Yeah, it's usually the opposite problem. Yeah, for me. <laughs> Which I don't usually, I'm not like a run my mouth kind of guy, but in on the show, I almost have to put a little, I don't know, <laughs> something to poke me or something, because I, I take up too much of the airtime. I'm not bad at that. I should let the guest talk more and Dave talk more, but I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, I you know, guess one third of the reason people tune in for is you and one third for Dave and one third for the guest, maybe. Who knows? Probably. And uh, do you take the similar approach to your screencast as you do with the podcast? Do you are you doing a lot of prep for as far as stuff, or you kind of just have a uh, what's your? Do you have an outline in front of you, or just go with whatever the flow might be? Well, we do do some we do some prep, and we got to get better at it. Not that we don't do prep, we just need a better system for it. So I'd be kind of interested to hear what other people do for stuff like this, because. So, A, it is a Q&A show. So there's lots of interview shows out there, as you know, and they're all good. It's just we just didn't want to do that again, you know? Like, I don't know. It just it seems like that area is, like, way covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wanted to be like, but but you also need, like, a little chunk of time where at least the person t- tells you who they are. Because I think that would be a little awkward to, like, have them on the show and be like, okay, question number one. You know, be like, why did you even have them on at all if... I don't know. So yeah. we we dedicate. We try. You know, it ends up being about fifteen minutes usually in the show. And so the the how we organize for that is that we have a shared Dropbox between me and Dave and Aaron actually. And uh, we, we, each show has a markdown file, and we just it's just a text file, and we open it up, and we put like the basic outline for the show in it, like who are the sponsors at the top. Then we play the music. Then I put the guest name, and then I just fill out like stuff that pops into my mind about that guest like this is the here's a tweet of theirs recently that was funny or interesting or something here's a something relevant that they're doing right now this is where they work this is that stuff and it's just a list of that stuff so when we're when we're talking to that guest both me or dave have some stuff we can look at and use to i don't know whatever 
keep the show going and figure out. And then below that is questions that we've pre-selected that would be good for that show. And there, I usually put in like, I don't know, 15 or something, and we get to like between five and eight. So we can just kind of pick the pick ones, and there's always more than we need. And the ones we don't use just kind of go back in the pile. So it's not a very advanced system. It's just a text file, basically. But it's something, you know, it, yeah. keep, it keep, keeps us on track. And so then do you, maybe on your sort of, take it back to web development, your local environment or whatever you want to call it, where you keep your, say, the list of questions, for example, what do you keep uh, just a local doc or a Google doc thing that you... Yeah, it's literally, it's <laughs> named, I have I, I keep it, as a matter of fact, in my doc because I open it so often. Oh, yeah. Because it's, that's what's not a good system about this is if you write into a shop talk show question, it's a woofoo form and it comes to my email and I open it up and I copy and paste bits of it into this file. <laughs> that's how advanced of a system it is. That's what's, that's what's got to change, you know, because it's just kind of a gross system. And this file's just enormous, you know, it's just, yeah. it's thousands of lines long of, of questions. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it's the file is named star star space question space space bank dot markdown. And I don't know why there's two spaces between the word. It's just like one of those file names that yeah. just su- sucks, but has been that way forever. And now I'm rather attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I find myself doing in, in, uh, well, in Dropbox stuff where like directories and stuff, I'll have like, rather than figuring out a better system, I'll just put like Z in front of it. So it drops, to, it's the file at the bottom, even though like I should be using some better system or like 001, you like, just like the old uh, phone book trick of getting your name to the top or whatever, just four A's in front, just so that I remember <laughs> where the file is rather than actually, yeah. you know, following a proper system. But yeah. And then uh, as far as like the show notes and stuff, or uh, maybe this is where Aaron comes in. I can't remember exactly, but like, so you're not doing stuff live where you're, do you have a sort of a back channel thing that you and Dave use to say, by the way, or do you just try to, I mean, you seem pretty relaxed on air, I guess, and on the recording. Oh, so, <laughs> so is there a, is, well, I mean, it's Skype, so we have Skype chat. Right. Can, yeah. can talk in and stuff. So that's, we don't even use it all that much, but it's there. Yeah. Sweet. It's um, pretty good. It's pretty good system. It's pretty. It's also like I'm. We make decisions based on what to do and how to operate the show based on like the lowest amount of effort possible, <laughs> just so that we don't get burnt out on yeah. it. We get to keep doing it. You know, that's like a very specific thing. Like we don't make any changes unless unless it's like, is this going to be super easy? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we used to do the show notes ourselves, and we still kind of do and polish them up and stuff. But we just kind of have like bumped Aaron up in his responsibility over time. And now as he's editing the show also puts the notes together so that we can just kind of grab them and, and look them over and throw them in there and whatever post the show. So it's, it's quick. Yeah. And you guys use, I think I've tried to pimp this on almost every episode since I heard about it, but you're using Dave's uh, fancy little time code selector linky thing. Which is awesome. Yeah, so that's, it is uh, really nice. It's nice for our advertisers too, because because they can be like, you know, they're like, oh, did you do our spot? And you can just send them a link right to the spot instead of just being like, maybe you should listen to the show if you care so much. <laughs> yeah, which you can't do that because that's not good. <laughs> okay, well that's a good segue because I I have it on uh, maybe unofficial off off the record that uh, from somebody who's who's your co-host saying that uh, Chris Coyer is the master ninja of sponsorship. <laughs> hookups and that I should talk to you about that sometime. And so 
30 episodes I later. I mean, I don't think there's any problem of, with sharing. I mean, you, you can just see who sponsors us for one thing, but if you ever needed a introduction to who they were or whatever, let me know. That's fine. I don't know that I'm the master of it because I think usually we just we just have a form on the site and people and advertisers just come to the site and ask you know, or whatever, just send us an email if they want to advertise. And then we don't get a ton of them coming in, but we've had enough and people have been happy about it enough that they, you know, we have a lot of long-term ones that kind of just stick around. But uh, I don't know. I've, I've had, I've, <laughs> I've just, I hear tale of podcasts that do a lot better than we do as far as. <laughs> hear tale. What you want is the, honestly, it's just real talk here. You want the like big pockets companies that just want a long-term sponsorship. They have a big budget and they want to just, you know, they want to just hands off. They want to give you some money to advertise on their, their stuff. That's just, the, it, just because it's easy, you know, and, and, and chances are there are good companies that you want. I mean, we've never had MailChimp on, but you want MailChimp to sponsor your show period you know they have deep pockets they're nice they do cool stuff they'll give you a discount everybody loves them anyway it's just a big love fest oh, yeah are you listening mailchimp <laughs> well after we shelling it out couldn't remember aaron's name at the beginning of the show they he probably tuned out if he happened to tune. <laughs> no we got him aaron walter yeah, and that's I think that's it's always the the big mystery, and I, I'm not talking specifically about your show exactly, when in the specifics of what you guys do for sponsorship, but it's always the question because I mean everybody says they get into this for the love of podcasting, but then they really would just want to get their hands on some money and get and understandably get paid for their hobby and and get to do that even whatever whether it's half time, full time, whatever the case may be, but uh, and inevitably at least make it worth doing. Yeah, I mean that's where we're at with with. Dave's thing or, or at Chop Talk Show, it's totally, totally worth doing, but it's it's also not job quitting. Yeah, yeah. But it helps you get like like you said. You know, some days there's like you just kind of don't feel like maybe doing a show or recording a thing, and as much as you enjoy the guest or whatever, but it helps to know that at least what I'm doing with this, especially I would guess this is what I was going to going back to the three stools of, of Chris Query. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, you've got focus on all these other things that you've sort of built up that in some way or another you enjoy doing, whether it's the CSS tricks or, or CodePen and, and the podcast and uh, deciding sort of where to put your focus on a given day and a given hour, I'm sure could be an interesting discussion in and of itself. But, you know, to know that there's a bit of money behind this thing that helps pay your bills or put some food on your table for pays for a tri- trip with you and your road podcaster, um, you know, mm-hmm. it helps keep that motivation there through some of the lower times if there's such a thing. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think if you want to we we want to go big, it's possible, but it you then you need to you need to cut out some other stuff in your life. I think it's any of the podcasts that are clearly funding someone's life, that's all they do or it's the it's definitely the number one thing that they do. Mm-hmm. So and that's just not an option for a lot of us. It would be too big of a gamble at this point to be like, could I make you know the world's greatest web development podcast as such that I could you know stop doing my other things? For me, that wouldn't work out. But I, but you know, just because they all feed each other, so mm-hmm. it would be it would be stupid to stop writing at CSS tricks to do a podcast, you know. And, and but you know, I, I, I sometimes I dream of what it, what a podcast would look like that was you know one of those one of these just 
triple A style podcasts, you know, like the ones we all listen to, like 99% Invisible and stuff. I'm sure you've heard that show, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, that's uh, one thing I you can start your mind thinking about this because uh, one of the ways I start in the show is t- chat- chatting about uh, watch podcasts. Nice. You Other, to. Yeah, of course. Um, you ha- that's a required segment. Exactly. Um, but uh, I just want to comment on because something you said earlier about Shop Talk show that I, I had always sort of thought of it as just yet another interview show. Like just, you know, when I thought about when it came up, say, in Instacast, when I'm listening to it, I think, oh, they've got Karen McGrain on. Oh, yeah, that's good. I've, but I've heard her be interviewed a few times, right? Because we're in the web industry. And so I've, she's mm-hmm. her name pops up, obviously. And she's been on the show that I help out with, Non-Breaking Space and stuff. And so at first I was like, oh, I've I've heard her talk. I know her story, right? But just the way you describe Shop Talk is not an interview show, which it clearly isn't. This is my own, like, whatever uh, preconceived uh-huh. notions that I'm bringing to the show. And I was listening to, to her interview or discussion with you guys while I was making some coffee this morning and toast and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, and that sums up because I really enjoyed it. And I didn't really think back why exactly, but it's because it was just, you know, a brief little chat about her history, but then got into involving her with the Q&A stuff, the discussion that you do of, of the web industry at, at large, et cetera, from the week. Yeah. That's tough too, because you got to make sure that the questions aren't basically a question that they're trying to ask Dave. You know, it's like generic enough that the, <laughs> right. the guest will have something to say about it. You know, and that's been challenging, but we can kind of generally reframe the question, or then, or just at, at the worst thing that can happen is just kind of like abort mission on that question and ask them <laughs> something else. That yeah, and that's what I was going to get at too. Is that you know you you sort of hope you know what the guest might want to talk about. And obviously you generally do and it's web related, but, but yeah, if it's kind of just like, how do I fix my CSS thing in this area? And, you know, saying Karen's yeah. my case, Karen's my case, Karen's case, it's, you know, content strategy related. Um, yeah, it can be tough. So, yeah. And she, I mean, she's just so smart that she can kind of talk about anything in a way, as long as it's not like, how do you, I don't, you know, like something super CSS nerdy, you know, she'll have something to say about it. Yeah. 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 I, I really enjoyed your chat with her, by the way, just as to go a little web nerdy because it's the content strategy thing. I've, I've heard lots of stuff talked about and even her talking about it. And I, it's still hard for me to sort of work that down, filter that down. My day job, I work, I run my own web design shop, and you know, help clients, small businesses, and stuff. But it's so tough to figure out that big word of content strategy when you're working with, say, one individual at a local shop here, local business, or whatever. And it's, anyways, I just really enjoyed you guys chat with her. So, um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Of course, that's episode eighty nine of uh, the Shop Talk Show. So. Right on. I don't know if I stalled enough for you to think about or pull up your little iOS or iPhone or whatever podcast player or whatever you use. That's the other, the part B of the question is what app do you listen to podcasts on? But uh, what kind oh, of stuff are you oh, listening to? Oh, that's part to? B. So we got to do part A first. Right. You got to follow the script here. <laughs> Very yeah. carefully, meticulously sure. planned. <laughs> I feel like there's just, there's the AAA ones that I, that it feels weird to even say because I feel like, like, doesn't the whole world listen to all these, which are, which is basically, this American Life, Radio Lab, Planet Money, ninety nine percent invisible, those type of things, which I I do not miss an episode of because they're just so awesome. Uh, but I like I don't know like, maybe it's not weird. So I, I I mention it just in case in case there's somebody out there that doesn't listen to at least all of those four. Well, I think especially uh, like I'm Canadian. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. from Canada. <laughs> in Canada. Is there is there like 
Canadian so, versions of those. Well, no, they. I mean, they play on various radio stations, or any can, yeah. anybody can obviously go download them. But they, it, it certainly isn't on the same like radar that I think for a lot of. Uh, but oh, I mean, good. twenty of the thirty episodes, I think uh, that I've done interviews that I've done with folks, twenty of them at least, I'm sure, have mentioned some form of all those. So it's obviously popular enough. All that yeah. to say that the folks who listen to this aren't necessarily in our industry and like the web nerd industry, and so the stuff that we listen to. Right, and producing. none of those are specific no. to web design. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because they're yeah. amazing. Then, I mean, in the as an, as an industry podcast, probably one of my favorite ones is JavaScript Jabber, which is like a panel of like, I think it's like, there's like six or seven of them. Maybe, maybe that's more. There's at least like four or five and they kind of, you know, just depends on who's available, I think, that that is on the show. They get really good. They just really, really nerd out about JavaScript and they, they get a guest on, not to interview necessarily about their life, but usually about like something that that, that JavaScript person has like been super involved with lately. Like there'll be some big seminal blog post about some JavaScript something and boom, they'll have that guest on to talk about that article. Or there's some really popular JavaScript library that's that's gaining popular and they'll get that the, the you know the, the the person behind that on to talk about. And then that person just goes off and talks well the whole the 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 rest of the panel is like thinking of interesting questions to ask so it's interview-ish but i don't know i really like what they do and I, I don't think a ton of people know about it i mean i don't know it's not it's not that huge and well known so javascript jabber definitely check that out it's really well done i think um stuff you should know podcast is pretty good pixel recess is really funny the moth is good if you really like like uh storytelling aspects of this american life the moth is good I don't know. Savage Love. <laughs> That's the the Dan Savage one. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I have a million of them in here. Should I just read them off? I don't know. That's <laughs> well, I like do, some yeah. of the some of the this weekend tech ones are good. I really like listening to uh, 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 Steve Gibson's voice on Security Now on Twitter, where he just talks about like you know he like he's like a you know he uses like Windows XP you know like we couldn't be further apart in right. yeah, in our and what we use and like work on day to day basis. But I just like hearing him talk. It's just deep nerd stuff, and I just I just zone out to it. I get like the good feelies when I just listen to Steve just <laughs> yammering about security. I love it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Roderick would... on the line is funny with oh, yeah. with Merlin Mann and that musician dude. Anyway, that's all I got. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you came prepared. Uh, and then, what are you listening to on these days? Do you? have an app of choice or yeah i finally ditched the apple one because i you know I, I was trying to be a believer in it but it's just <laughs> garbage i think on ios anyway and i and i'm using one now called pocket casts which i find a complete replacement to the to the apple one and i like it it like downloads them in the background the ui is nicer it syncs with other devices you know I don't know. Pocket Cast on iOS is really good, I think. Yeah. And then I and then I don't listen to a whole lot of them while I'm sitting at my computer, but I do subscribe to them there. And so whatever, I just use iTunes. Right. But yeah. for the most part, it's in the car or when I t go take a walk, throw the headphones on. So it's the main ninety nine percent of my podcast consumption comes out of my iPhone. Nice. Yeah, I'm on the. I have an older version of Instacast that I still. I'm hanging on to my iPhone, but 
it's starting to, now with iOS seven. There's yeah, it's starting to show its legs and so on. The worst debating. feature ever in podcasting invented was how Apple puts the little exclamation point by by the ones that you haven't listened to in a while and just doesn't get the new ones. Oh, which yeah. is clearly just like a bandwidth decision by them, I think, because it doesn't help me out. I'm like, I explicitly subscribed to this podcast. <laughs> yes, I want to download new episodes. Yeah. I'm so sorry that I haven't had a chance to listen <laughs> to the last four of them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Apple. I love that you feel like you have to apologize for not loving new. <laughs> That's how us Apple folks I know sometimes get about. I felt that same way right now. I'm going through the same thing with Mail.app where I'm just like, I, I like it. I've used it. I know it has its issues. And now with Gmail and all that IMAP garbage, whatever, it's having even more issues. But I'm like, to give up a core functionality on the on the Mac anyways to some other third party feels like I'm, I don't know if it's I'm betraying or I'm worried it's going to get abandoned or Apple's going to do something better. Or I don't know. Anyway. Struggles. Right. Apple struggles. First world problems for sure. All right. Well, that's uh, that's my script for the show. <laughs> for what little cool. script? I have. That was fun. Thanks for thanks for having me on. I, I I hope somebody got anything from that. I feel like I didn't I didn't exact wasn't exactly full of hot podcasting tips. Well, if nothing else, you've got your new marketing slogan for your empire: the the three stools. <laughs> if nothing comes of this at least you have that so I'll bless you yeah. with that you can you can send me the royalties from the shirts it's like I was I was going with like a Triforce before or something but that was kind of Paravel territory so oh yeah I'm gonna go with the stool I think <laughs> hopefully it doesn't sum up uh, what's to come with the new season here of show me your mic but <laughs> uh, no <laughs> Uh, so if, in case folks haven't, aren't abundantly clear already, and of course there'll be links in the show notes at SSKTN.com and look for show me your mic in episode 31 and Chris's smiling face. I haven't decided if, oh, I was going to mention if you're, if Chris Coyer is new to you for some, (laughs) some way, I love what you did on your about page and this isn't brand new, I know, but where you have sort of like your life history starting from birth and actually projected death. (laughs) So 26, 2062. Oh, good. Oh, I'll be super old. I'm glad I went that. I was optimistic on that day. Yeah. Because uh, you know, 82, I can't do math on, on the fly here. But uh, yeah. anyways, you'll uh, you'll live yeah, 82. Yeah. I did that because I'm really super duper bad at remembering those type of things. So I thought if I just really think about it once and write it down, then I could just will reference this forever. Actually, I should update it. Yeah. yeah. Actually, in that. April 2013 is the last entry. So November. November. Has anything happened to me in the last six months? Mm, not so much. <laughs> well, you could put this interview, I guess. That's probably a worth... Uh... Oh, that's true. I'm going to invent a new color for it. <laughs> all right. Uh, but uh, in all here, so that's chriscoyer.net slash about, uh, which again, link, link in the show notes. But uh, where can folks find you on the webs if they're looking to stalk you? Yeah, so that, that page that Chris just mentioned is just chrisquare.net where I occasionally blog things, but they're almost never web related. It's just life stuff and stupid observations. And it's not actually that interesting of a site and you probably shouldn't subscribe to it. But I like having a personal site with a kind of place to, to just do whatever the heck I want to and not worry about it. Cause I can't do that on CSS tricks or it doesn't make sense for me to like, I don't know, blog about how I've started grinding my own coffee on CSS tricks, you know, like that's worth writing about, but it just doesn't make sense for that site. Yeah. 
So, but that site is css-tricks.com. You know, it's the, the three stools. That's all. Got codepen.io, css-tricks.com, shoptalkshow.com. Awesome. At Chris Coyer on Twitter and every other thing. I'm the use your name type of yeah. social media person. Old school. Or maybe that's new school. I don't, I don't know whether that's. I know. Who cares? My school. <laughs> your school all right uh well thanks chris for joining me here and uh thank you to all those who have tuned in both live and will listen later uh once again we're start or i'm starting up there's no we here this is just me right now (laughs) starting up again with show me your mic so uh thank you for subscribing you can visit sskTN.com of course to view past episodes of this show go back to episode one listen to dave rupert's version of the shop talk show story which i think that was recorded probably almost a year ago now too so Things have changed, but, uh, and then 29 other episodes between this one. Such luminaries as Merlin Mann, Dan Benjamin, who else is in there? Timothy B. Smith, other smart podcast folks. And uh, lots of good episodes coming up here. Uh, next up, actually, since I know it, I might as well pimp it, is uh, Katie Floyd over it from uh, Mac Power Users over on the 5x5. I'm continuing my, I saw a comment on iTunes, someone said I, that I was pitching to be on 5x5, but it's just actually checking off my 5x5 scorecard, making sure I cover everybody on there, and then I'll go hit up Twitch, I think, maybe next. But anyways, um, so yeah, Katie Floyd up next for episode 32, and uh, I'm iChris on Twitter, and uh, SSKTN, of course, on Twitter as well. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. <laughs>